0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Anna is barren no more. Not just Anna, but all of us are barren no more. I'll come back to the moment that in a moment. But in our continued exploration of the Divine Liturgy, remember last week... We heard about the fraction of the gifts, the breaking of the body of Jesus Christ, and the separation of those bod- that body across the four corners of the, pa- the pattern, the discos, the plate. And one, the northernmost part of the body of Jesus Christ, is placed into the chalice. So that even if nothing else happens, when you partake of the body and blood of Jesus Christ, when you receive from the spoon, you receive from both parts, both the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But also something else quite extraordinary happens that happens, I believe, primarily and perhaps only in the liturgy of St. Basil and St. John Chrysostom, which is the Zion, the hot water it doesn't happen in the liturgy of St. James of Jerusalem, the earlier liturgy of the Byzantine Rite. So the altar server brings forward a jug or a kettle of hot water, as hot as possible, and the priest blesses the hot water. Blessed are the holy things, blessed are the he-. Well, Let me just get the text. Blessed is the fervor of your holy things, always, now and ever, and unto the ages of ages. And the priest, or the deacon, if the deacon is serving, pours the water, hot water, into the chalice, saying the fervor of faith, full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't know when this practice appeared. It of course, is in the liturgy of St. Basil and later the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, but not in the liturgy of St. James. So it's not there in the earliest liturgies, but happens later on. I'm sure I'm incorrect, but my favourite explanation for this is that it must have appeared in only in the Russian tradition as the priest tries to break the ice on the wine in the cold Siberia north, I'm sure that's completely wrong. But the heat of the water, those of us, certainly not me, but those of us who know our good wines, that a wine becomes alive when it's warm. A good red wine, when it's drunk, if it's too cold, is tasteless and acidic. But the pouring of the warm water or hot water into a dead red wine brings it to life. The fir- smells of the red wine, the grapes, come alive. And the area around the holy table is becomes pungent with the smell of that beautiful wine. The Holy Spirit enlivens that which is dead. The Holy Spirit brings to life the blood of of Jesus Christ. The fervour of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, the heat of the Holy Spirit brings to life the fragments, the dying embers of our faith. And the same is true of our experience and our celebration today of the Anna, our patroness, and her husband, Joachim, at the beginning of the story of our faith. Remember we're at the beginning of the liturgical year. This is the start of our story. A oh, great and wondrous story that we are going to tell for the next 12 months. The birth of the Mother of God. And the story of our parish, the story of our patroness, begins that story of the mother of God. And it's a story that begins with barrenness and shame. Joachim and Anna, perhaps married young, but throughout all of their married life, are unable to bear a child. The law, the norms of the society around them, requires them to bear a child the shame and ignominy hangs heavy on that family on that couple decade after decade into old age because righteousness because recognition before god For Joachim and Anna, for all the people of God, is to bear a child. Righteousness is to fulfill the law. And Joachim and Anna have failed. Failed in God's eyes and failed in the eyes of their community in society. Deep into old age, Joachim and Anna have been unable to bear a child, condemned by their God and condemned by their society, unjustified, unsaved, and yet deep into old age, they are still faithful. They still go to the temple, shunned laughed at, sniggered, they still faithfully go to the temple and make their blood offerings, offering their doves year in, year out, decade in, decade out, in the vain hope that they will be justified. But ultimately, they are not justified by the law. And this is what Paul is telling the people of the church in Corinth, as we hear in the epistle that it's not justification by the law, not justification by the norms of society, by the judgments of your friends or your work colleagues or by the laws of society, or by the norms of society, or by the fashions of society. But the Holy Spirit reaches out in deep old age and touches and warms and brings to life the womb of Anna. And she bears a child, Mary, Through natural means, Joachim is present at the conception of Mary. Grown-ups, you understand what I mean. It is a miracle, but a natural miracle, because the Holy Spirit warms the womb and brings it to life, deep into old age. And so... Mary is born. We know the rest of the story. But this story has yet to be told. Joachim and Anna don't know the meaning of this story yet. But they offer their only begotten. Their firstborn. Into the service of the temple. And this young girl Mary says yes to God she is the first person the only person to say yes she is free to say no and it's vital that we understand this that had Mary said no God would not have overwhelmed her will God would have waited patiently for another century another time But this Mary, this Mary said, Yes. We are not justified by the law. We are not justified by the norms of society. I speak theologically, but now I wish to speak practically. Because we have an epidemic. Another epidemic that is worse than the thing that we wear masks for. An epidemic of identity. An epidemic amongst men. An epidemic amongst young people. Who believe they have no place, no worth in their society. No purpose. Who take their own life because they feel... They experience no justification for their existence in society, in our families, in law. They have no purpose. They are given no purpose. They see no purpose for their life. They are shamed by the simplest and most banal of things. And it has reached epidemic portions. Greater numbers of young people and grown men lose their lives, take their own lives. Because they see their purpose in life, their reality, to be that by a justification, by law, by norm, by society. My dear brothers and sisters, the one thing that we can do is to reach out to someone and confirm to them that they are of infinite worth. Their worth has no limit as a human being. That Anna is barren no longer means that we are barren no longer that we are no longer justified by mere law, we are justified by the Holy Spirit. Our justification is infinite because we are loved by God without condition. We do not have to make ourselves right by God before God loves us. We do not have to make ourselves right by society or by law or by norm or by fashion because God loves us infinitely, without limit and without condition. And the Holy Spirit reaches out beyond the church even. We do not even have to be members of the Orthodox Christian Church to be loved by God because the Holy Spirit reaches out beyond the church. Because there is perhaps not one person in this chapel who was born Orthodox. We are all converts, even if we were born into an Orthodox family. The Holy Spirit has reached out beyond the church to every one of us to warm our hearts, to fill us with the fervour of faith, to call us to faith, to call us to love, to call us into the church, into our home, to show us that God loves us infinitely. As the deacon pours that hot water into the chalice, enlivening the wine, but also enlivening the blood of Christ poured out for us, our task is to reach out to everyone, particularly men and particularly teenagers, and to tell them, that their purpose is not to be found, their value is not to be found in this place, in this life, in law, in society, in fashion, on Instagram or TikTok or in the newspapers or even necessarily in the appreciation or acceptance of their families or their work colleagues. Their justification is by the Holy Spirit alone. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.